course, remind you about a prayer card. If you have a prayer request, um, is that Chris doing it? Chris, just raise your hand. We'll get that. Scouts are here handing out food bags. This is what we've been talking about for a while. If you make sure you get a bag from the scouts and fill it up this week and bring it back next Sunday, the scouts will pick it up from you. And coming up, a reminder. that there will be Valentine's breakfast in here on Valentine's Day provided by the Scouts. All this has been in the bulletin. I just want to bring it to your attention again. This coming Wednesday is our Supper at Six program, and we'll have a special introduction of our special Lenten offering concerning our little child that I'll talk about in a minute with this Make-A-Swish thing. Next Sunday, as I said, is Scout Sunday. They'll be participating in the 11 o'clock service. I have my notes here so messed up today, I'm sorry. Uh, greeters are still needed for this service. If you will sign up on a sheet at the back. Our sixth annual Make-A-Swish basketball fundraiser is this afternoon at 4 p.m. in our gym. All preschool through fifth grade kids are invited to participate. Just show up. No registration needed. Everyone else invited to come and encourage them. This is the, one of the first ways that we're going to support uh, Memorial's 2015 Linton Mission, which is sponsoring a child through Compassion International. Her name is Ellen Nemanja from Uganda. She's five years old. And if you pledge 50 cents or a dollar more per basket, it'll help raise much needed funds. Our kids have one minute to make as many shots as possible. See Katie to answer your questions. Reverend Bob McQuaid is one of our retired ministers we're blessed to have in our congregation. And uh, him, uh, Bobby, and he are going to uh, the Holy Land. And I was going to want them to come up here a minute. They're going to the Holy Land this, um, is it when you leave? Friday. And they're leading how many people? 18 people. 18 people to the Holy Land, okay? So you all know that that's a troubled area. So we want to have a special prayer for them. They've led, how many trips y'all led? Seven. Seven trips. This will be seven or eight? This will be seven. This will be seventh trip to the Holy Land. So we want to pray for them and those who are participating with them. If you'll bow your heads in prayer. Well, gracious God, we first of all, we just thank you, O oh Lord, for being who you are and, and listening to us and hearing us at all times and places. And Lord, we lift up Bob and Bob McQuaid and all those who will be with them as they journey across the oceans, across the globe to the most holy land in our religion, Israel, and go and participate in a pilgrimage there through the holy places. And we pray for safe travels. We pray for people to be enriched spiritually in a, in a strong way as they participate and walk where Jesus walked. We pray for these leaders here, Bob and Bobby and others. We just pray that uh, they'll have the strength and peace and understanding and everything they need to lead these folks. And these folks will be blessed. And that they'll come back uh, to us and share with us the joy 
of once more being in the same places where our Lord walked and taught and died and rose again for us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Let's begin our worship. Will you stand and sing with us? your heads and pray with me. Gracious God, we are so thankful for this day, and we are thankful for this church family and this place that we have to come together to worship you. Open our eyes so that we can see you in our everyday lives, and open our hearts so that we can feel your presence all around us. Join us now and help us to focus our hearts and our minds on you as we prepare for worship. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen.
will turn and greet your neighbor and children come forward for the children's sermon. today is Sunday. Sunday 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 what's today what what's going to happen today do you know football what kind of football Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday go Seahawks all right do you know what else is happening today this afternoon Make a swish. Make a swish. What do we do at Make a Swish? We make baskets. Okay, raise your hand if you've ever done Make a Swish here before. Awesome. Okay, now raise your hand if you're going to come at 4 o'clock this afternoon to help Miss Katie and the kids and the youth raise money for Ellen. Okay, we're all going to be here. I know we are. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. There are going to be basketball goals down, and there's going to be lots of basketballs. And for the littlest of the littles, there's going to be a little basketball goal. And you get to make as many, for you, you get to make as many shots as you can in a minute or so. And the mommies and daddies and grandparents are going to say, I pledge a dollar for every basket you make. And so then we're going to raise money for the Ellen Project for the little girl that we've adopted through Compassion Child. Okay, so what happens, so what's your job at Make-A-Swish? To make baskets. To make baskets. Now, the adults are going to be there. What are the adults' jobs? To pledge. What was that? To keep track of time. To keep track of time. To pledge. To pledge money. What else? When the adults are there, they're going to, what was Count how many baskets. Count how many baskets. There's another job that adults have. Cheer. To cheer. That's a good one. Okay, there's one more that I was thinking about. To hand you basketballs. Yeah, and then to go get the basketballs when they bounce off somewhere. Okay, so it's going to take a lot of work from all of us, right? Um, so, especially for the small ones. You're right. And we can watch movies. I didn't know there was going to be movies. Miss Katie, you didn't tell us about that. All right. Emily is going to read a verse for me that made me think about this when I was thinking about Make a Swish. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And that's from 1 Corinthians 12. So we're all a part of the body of Christ. We all have a job to do, right? Well, I like sports, and I've been listening to a lot of people talk about the big football game today. Two other things. Puppy bowl and toddler bowl. I did not know about that. Um, one of the things that one of the teams that's playing
playing today, the Patriots, they say is do your job. That's kind of like their little motto, do your job. So your job today is to make goals. And then the adults have lots of jobs too. And if we all do our jobs, it all works out and we get to raise money for the Ellen Project, right? All right, cool. All right, let's say a prayer. Dear God, help us to do our jobs and do it with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Oh Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Oh faithful covenant God, you are worthy of our honor and our praise, and we come before you this day thanking you from our heart, thanking you for our redemption. We thank you, O oh Lord, for many things, and we're reminded this day that. You gave up the comfort of heaven to come and to be with us and walk with us and die for our sins and give us the hope of eternal life. And yet, O oh Lord, as awesome as all that is, we do not always acknowledge you. We don't always see you as the source of every good gift. And for these things, and especially when we just plain forget you, O oh Lord, uh, forgive us. Forgive our lack of care. Forget, forgive our lack of concern. Instill in us a new sense of, of how we should be and what we should be about. Uh, we're reminded once more about uh, the words we're to speak and how to speak them. So Lord, this day, fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might be proclaimers of the truth of the gospel so that everyone may come to know salvation. We lift up this day the names of our brothers and sisters who suffer. We carry in our hearts others who need your word of healing and we pray for those now. We pray for each one on our prayer list. We pray especially for Andy and Gil. We pray for Jamie and his family. We pray for those who need guidance and comfort. Uh, we pray, O oh Lord, this day for many uh, in our congregation, within our friends and families uh, who may suffer uh, from in physical ways or in spiritual ways. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would speak your command of healing and restore them. For we pray to you, not because we deserve your attention, but because you sent us Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray as we pray together with one voice. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to read you two passages today. First passage is from Deuteronomy 18, beginning at verse 15. This is Moses. Moses talking to the people. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers, and you must listen to him. For this is what you ask of the Lord, your God of Horeb, on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. And the Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. And if anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. And then from Mark chapter 1, verse 21 through 28, as you know as I spoke to you that about Jesus beginning his ministry with the call, uh, he went immediately at that point to Capernaum. And he went into the synagogue there. And by the way, I guess I guess if you go to Capernaum, you'll see you can see the ruins of that synagogue. Uh, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. And just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by evil spirit cried out and said, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. And the evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. And the people were all so amazed, they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. And news then about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being with us in this presence of your spirit help us with let that spirit guide us now as we seek to understand amen you know i, I think that uh, every so often i have to come back to this uh, this concept this issue because I, I think it needs to be ever so often lifted up in front of our eyes and that is that the fear of god is not very fashionable today uh, many have come to believe that that hell is something we just experience here on earth and and even many have convinced themselves that God will not punish their sins 
And I believe this kind of thinking uh, comes because we become so familiar with God's mercy that we've forgotten, I think, that God is to be respected and to be feared. And there's a reason for that. Uh, in the reading from Deuteronomy today, Moses reminded the, the, the people that uh, when they had encountered God's awesome power before, uh, when they encountered uh, God in the, the fire on the mountain, when they had heard God's voice speak to them out of the darkness, they, were, they became afraid. And in their fear, they even said, as you heard me say, they said, please tell God not to come to us anymore and talk to us, not to come near uh, you know, it scared us and we won't, we're afraid. And, and, and Moses said, the Lord heard you and the Lord has decided that he will uh, uh, make sure that your hearts are inclined towards him and he'll raise up someone else to speak when I'm gone. And uh, so that's it. So, you know, the thing is, the whole concept there is that, that, that we are tested so often and that the fear of God is there to keep us from sinning. Because the truth about God is that He does have the authority and the power to bring us to judgment. So there should be, it seems to me, a healthy dose of fear within all of our lives. Even though we know and love and uh, the compassion and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's still important to know and realize that there will be a judgment someday. And so we need a little, keep a little bit of fear of God, I believe, within us to keep us from sinning. And uh, so uh, that's exactly what happened with the people of Israel. And so he mentioned there a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ would come. He would be an, a person raised up amongst from them that whatever he said, God was with him. He would be a spokesman once Moses left and all the other prophets between Moses and Jesus. So it's important for us to hear that, to know that the Word of God requires us to lead lives that are certain in certain ways. So, I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff, but I wanted to say that Jesus is that one. Jesus came so that we might hear the Word of God, still have a healthy dose of fear, but we'd be able to meet God through Jesus in a such a way that we could live. Now, why is that? Because God is pure and can not handle evil. Evil cannot be around God. Okay? Uh, so when... So for us to be able to make that bridge to God, we needed Jesus. Okay? Now, Jesus, as I've been talking about for the last couple Sundays, leading up from His birth until His ministry, and that's where we're at. We're finally, finally, Jesus is in ministry. And He goes into a synagogue to speak. And I want you to think about this. The people immediately recognized His authority. They immediately saw that He was not like any other who had ever come before. He was not like any teacher of the law that they had. He was not like any authority present at, the point, at that point in time. He was different and they were amazed. 
they could see almost immediately that this person is probably the Messiah that's been promised all this time. And so they were amazed. And within a few days of this very first public speaking teaching that Jesus did, his fame spread all over almost immediately. I think that's important for us to think about, especially if we have any doubters today, to think about that. Jesus, once he appeared and began to minister and preach and, and relate people to God the Father, he was recognized as the Christ. So Jesus has the authority of God. And in this very first account, we see something else that I think is oftentimes overlooked and missed uh, in, our, in our teaching and learning and understanding of our religion today. That is that evil was present. Evil is present from the beginning of creation. Evil is present on this planet, in this place, this time and place that we call this dimension. And the evil was present, and evil also recognized immediately, in fact, the evil ones called out first, you're the Holy One of God. I think that is incredibly important for us to hear. Evil listened to Jesus. Evil fled at the command of Jesus. Evil feared Jesus. Think about that. So who do we respond to? Who do we listen to? Who do we fear? Do we listen to Jesus? Do we fear God enough to listen to Jesus? You know, the thing is, I believe in our time that many, many people listen to everybody but Jesus. They listen to anyone who will tell them what they want to hear. They listen to those who tell them that they can do whatever they want to do. They can do this thing or that thing and not worry about the consequences. We listen to those who tell us that we do not need to follow our Lord Jesus Christ, that we do not need to believe in Him to be saved. We listen to people who tell us that there are many paths to God. Jesus is not important. We listen to those who tell us that we do not need the church, that the church keeps us from the presence of God instead of encourages the presence of God in our life. We listen to those who tell us that we do not need the very thing that Jesus Himself established through Peter and has been successfully handed down through the generations. We are told that we can please God and be saved even if we stay at home and never enter into God's presence in the church. We're even told that if we, we can mock those in our society who strive to be faithful, we're told that that's okay. 
that we can still be saved no matter what we think, say, or do. We listen to those who tell us that God does not judge, that hell is an ancient idea. It doesn't longer exist. We listen to those who tell us to ignore the Scriptures, to ignore the ideas about judgment. We listen to everyone but the Holy One of God who came to show us what we cannot see without His help. This Holy One of God, Jesus, came to speak God's Word to us. It is a Word that gives us life when obeyed. It's a Word that pulls us out of the death that we're in until we're saved. It is a Word that tells us that if we ignore the clear teachings of our Heavenly Father through the, the Moses and the prophets and now through His own Son, that death will not occur to us. We listen to so many voices that are not true. And so I go back to the same questions I had before. Who do we fear? Who do we respond to? Who do we listen to? Who has authority in our life? If the Scriptures are true and God has given the authority to Jesus, He is our prophet, He is our mediator between us and heavenly places. He is the one who allows us to come face to face and meet God as Moses did and did not die. If this is true, then Jesus is the one we should listen to. Jesus represents God's uncompromising love. What does that mean? It's a love that's both tender and compassionate, but it's also a love that's tough and strict. Jesus can and does dwell in all those who sincerely call upon His name. And His love, which is the love of God, is meant to set us free. It's meant to set us free. But remember as well that the love that Jesus proclaimed is a love that is willing to punish so that it might heal. A love that teaches so that it might bestow life and warn of death. Friends, remember, we need to keep a healthy dose of fear so that we will not sin, so we will not be led astray by all those many voices. Do not listen to those that tell you, and we are bombarded with this. Don't listen to those that tell you that your soul is safe no matter what you do or believe. For the Word of God has come to us through Jesus, and it is a Word that has been proclaimed from the very beginning. And if you remember, and if you've been here all these Sundays and watched this progression, you will hear that Jesus' first words. You remember? After that He said a few, couple Sundays ago in the Scripture, Repent. Repent and believe in the good news of God's kingdom. 
This has always been the message proclaimed by Jesus from the beginning and the church throughout all the generations. Repent and believe in the good news of God's kingdom. To do that requires us to turn away. To turn away from the voices of the world and to turn back to Christ Jesus. We're getting ready to come upon Lent and Ash Wednesday. It's the time when we come and we have ashes put on our forehead and we are told to repent and believe the gospel as the beginning of Lent. It's the words that are used. Friends, it is still pertinent in our time. Very much so. We must repent and believe the gospel. And when we do that, all will go well with us. So spoke Moses. So spoke the prophets since. So spoke Jesus. So speaks the church throughout every generation. So does the church still speak today. Repent and believe in the gospel. That is the guarantee of eternal life for you and for me and for the world. Amen. Amen. All right, let's affirm our faith. Let's stand and affirm our faith. And then uh, we'll have our offering. Let us join together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forth.
So I walk upon salvation Your spirit alive in me My life to declare your promise My soul now to stand So what can I say? sing with us.